Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you'll need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate megastores led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. What's up, you guys? Sean Ross at Managing Editor, Fightful.com, FightfulWrestling.com. You know the drill. We got Fightful Wrestling uh, to bring you all that wrestling news. We have Fightful MMA to give you all this UFC news. We did our UFC 232 preview last week, the Ryzen preview last week. Uh, I want to encourage you guys. We're going to do some housekeeping here right out of the gate. Subscribe to our MMA and boxing channel. That is youtube.com slash fight or youtube.com slash fightful MMA boxing. Uh, that's where our live shows will be permanently moving forward after UFC 232. UFC 232 will be the last live MMA podcast that we're doing on this channel unless mm-hmm. something major happens. We that may make a, a, a rare exception. So head over there, check that out. We do have 232 coverage this weekend. Lots of neat stuff. FightfulSelect.com, most direct way to, to support us. We passed 100 subscribers. Jimmy Van, therefore, will be singing Stephanie McMahon's theme. But it won't be tomorrow because it's Boxing Day in Canada. In the place of Listing Your Boy, Wednesday, 3 p.m. Eastern, we have Fightful's Funniest Moments of 2018. It premieres at 3 p.m. Eastern. Check it out. But Wednesday at 10 p.m. Eastern, myself... Jeff Hawkins, Warren Hayes. I want you guys to join us live on Fightful.com or here on our YouTube. We have the Fightful completely spontaneous and totally unprepared 2018 year-end awards show. There's going to be some fun stuff, some serious stuff, and we will discuss the winners and losers. I'm going in with nothing in mind. We're just going to talk, have a good time, hang out. Uh Next week's Monday Night Raw podcast will be foregone for uh, Tuesday as well. I'll cover Raw and SmackDown then, as I'm doing tonight. Merry Christmas, my friends. I want to thank all of you all for being here. There, there's a lot of wrestling shows out there. There's a lot of uh, Raw coverage out there. I would not do this show if I didn't think it was the best show. I had somebody ask, why don't you do the action figure podcast you were talking about? Well, quite frankly... I don't think we can do a better wrestling figure podcast than Zack Ryder and Kurt Hawkins. 
I think this is the best Raw show, the best SmackDown show, the best review shows out there. We give you uh, analysis, opinions, backstage news, lots of that stuff. We interact with you guys. I really think it's the best thing, uh, the best one out there. And uh, we've been here live every single week since we launched at Fightful.com in 2016. And I want to thank you guys for being here. A lot of you here live on Christmas. It means a lot. Uh, Over on Fightful Select, like I mentioned, most direct way to support us. We passed 100 subscribers. That means so much to me. I wasn't sure what that what Fightful Select would mean when we launched it, and I've been adding and adding and adding content. I have that weekly Fightful Report podcast now where I give you all exclusive news, talk about the injury reports, anything I've heard on that, contract updates, anything I've heard on that. We have a lot of neat things. 205 Live, NXT, NXT UK, NWA, Ring of Honor, Impact Reviews. We got a lot of that stuff up. So I want to thank you guys so much for supporting that and making it worth all the extra work that I put in and Warren Hayes has put in, that Steven Jensen puts in, that Melissa puts in. It means a lot. Thank you guys so much. Uh, and and again, I, I can't tell you how happy it makes me. We are an independent wrestling website with a very passionate owner, but you know, limited resources in some regard because we're we're not we're trying to we're trying to make it a fruitful business venture for him. But the fact that you all come here when there have been other websites that have been around for 15, 20 years that have SEO power that we don't have, that have people who have been covering pro wrestling for 30 years, that we don't have that. We've got a lot of younger people who uh, are really trying to to carve their place in the game. It means a lot that you all come there, and I want to thank you all so much for supporting us. We got lots to talk about. Raw and SmackDown. Now... I expected these to be completely throwaway shows, and I got to give WWE a lot of credit because they had some throwaway moments. But this was these were two very harmless shows, in my estimation. You had a Christmas-themed video package previewing Raw. Uh, just as a heads up, I'm not doing my match notes to this week or next week for the holidays. A little bit different, a little bit looser. <laughs> I won't go as in-depth about, about my criticisms of the show in some regards, but then there will be other things that stuck out to me so much that I, I remember them now. The Miracle on 34th Street fight, I like that stuff. I dig that they do that for the holidays. I like them more than the, the Thanksgiving-themed ones and the, the Halloween-themed ones. The Christmas ones just seem more fun to me. I love the integration of Legos. <laughs> That was that was one that I really enjoyed, and it's a spot that WWE can do on their um, PG themed programming. I mean, everybody has stepped on a Lego at some point in their life. It is a catastrophe. It is miserable. It is not fun. And I like that they integrated that into the uh, the uh, Elias versus Lashley match on Monday night. Uh, this was a, a fair match. Just fine. Elias got the fire extinguisher. He was opening presents and finding out what uh, weapons were inside. Then you had a bowling ball that was implemented into this. And man, was that brutal. I I don't know how you work a bowling ball. You know, we used to talk about Dean Ambrose's pants. Are they working pants? Are they shooting pants? I don't know how you can work a bowling ball and get the physics to, to rock the way that they're supposed to there. Man. Lashley then uh, gets knocked into Leo Rush, who goes to the table. It was a nasty bump, too. It, it was a rough one. 
Elias finds the guitar, hits Lashley with it for a three count. I do not know how they have not busted a guitar over Bobby Lashley's ass yet. That's what this all builds to, right? Come on. Raw tag team title match, Bobby Roode and the Revival. Now, I, I didn't like that the crowd was so just heatless for this, but you have to remember they had just watched a full episode of Raw before this, and they hadn't been given much of a reason to care about the tag team division. But these two teams really heated it up, just like you knew they could. And dare I say this is one of Bobby Roode's finest performances on the main roster, and maybe ever, including NXT. He was on fire to a special level in which I have not seen out of him since I would say maybe his TNA days. It was a very, very nice thing to see out of Bobby Roode because you're about to get a whole bunch of people up on the main roster, including an EC3 that a lot of people compare him to. Only EC3 is bigger, he's in better shape, does more cool things, cuts better promos, is fresher. you got to step up your game, and I think that Bobby Roode did that. I, I can't say enough positive things about Bobby Roode in this tag team title match. So uh, that that was that was very, very pleasing to see. Uh, Dawson caught Gable in a roll-up of his own for a near fall, but Wilder tagged in, and the Revival hit Gable with an assisted German suplex. Uh, Roode then hit Wilder from a spear out of nowhere, and Gable caught Dawson with a small package for a three-count. Gable is one of those guys almost like Cesaro, who I shouldn't be amazed when he German suplexes anybody, especially someone the size of Dawson and Wilder. They're not huge men. If you walked up to them on the streets, you'd be like, damn, they're way bigger than I thought. But it's still always impressive because you never know if he'll quite get that momentum, but he always does. Gable always gets that momentum. The B-team performed their version of the 12 Days of Christmas for Apollo Crews. Lucha House Party revealed their wish list for Christmas. Kurt Hawkins wishes that he would win a match. No, he doesn't. That losing streak is the best thing that ever happened to him. If he gets fired tomorrow, he'll get great bookings all over the place based on him losing. And that's, that's cool. No way, Jose says he would like to give Santa Claus a gift, which is to bring the WWE Universe to the North Pole. Ziggler discusses what he deserves for Christmas. It's interesting. Eric Bischoff said in an interview recently that he believes Dolph Ziggler's character. And I'm just thinking, man, what do you see that we don't? I I like watching Dolph Ziggler work, though. I don't know. Drew McIntyre says he's entering the 2019 Royal Rumble match. He's got to be an odds-on favorite right out of the gate. McIntyre, Balor, Ziggler. This was a triple threat match. It wasn't anything that I'm going to think back at. It ain't Triple H versus Shawn Michaels. Our boy Brandon Howard said, what are some of the best end-of-year matches? The first that popped into my head was Shawn Michaels Triple H at the end of Raw in 2003 that really led up to WrestleMania 20. But, you know, this wasn't that. It was good. It was fine. I mentioned last week the 33-33-33 booking that we're experiencing in WWE right now where not only is it 50-50 booking, now you've got three people involved and all of them got to get their wins in. 
Ziggler's got to beat McIntyre. McIntyre's got to beat Ziggler. Then Balor's got to beat Ziggler. Maybe next week Mac or McIntyre beats Balor. It's frustrating, man. Nobody stands to to be the best. And I think that Finn Balor's great reactions, which he started getting about a month and a half ago out of nowhere, are cause for a renewed push, especially if you're going to listen to that crowd. I mentioned this on the list in your boy, and, and I want to reiterate this. With WWE's contracts the way they are, and I spoke to a WWE wrestler who agreed last week, who's very business-oriented. I'm not saying make it a babyface territory, which is what they have been doing of late. Make it a crowd-pleasing territory. Whatever gets that reaction from the crowd, whatever pushes the merch, whatever is creatively satisfying, go with that. You don't have to book heat all the time. And with with you getting all this money, whether it be from Saudi Arabia or Australia Tourism or Fox or USA, your live attendance is struggling. Your TV money's there. It's not going up. It's not going down. Your TV money's there. Your Saudi Arabia money's there. So what I would do is book a product that is creatively satisfying and crowd-pleasing. Whether that crowd be, you, you know, Elias and Kevin Owens, the the so-you-love-to-hate-him you thing. Work with stuff like that. Give people a reason to enjoy the show. You don't have to make them mad all the time. And I'm not talking like mad like, oh, I can't wait to see him get his comeuppance. I'm talking like mad like, man, I don't want to see this guy on the show type of stuff. You don't got to do that. You never had to do that. That didn't help you get those deals. So when WWE has all this money coming to him and you know it's coming, you've got the, you got the financials set. It's confirmed. You get this amount. Make a crowd-pleasing product, whether that be via backstage segments, out-of-the-arena segments, uh, interactions, wrestling matches, gimmicks, whatever it may be, create a crowd-pleasing product because you've moved so far away from that and it has become canon that that's what they're doing. Give these people a reason to show back up at the arena. Starcade was full, man. Starcade was a good house when I was there. But they ain't all like that. They did much better than a lot of SmackDown shows do. <clears throat> After the match, Drew grabs Dolph Ziggler and attacks him, but ends up getting a zigzag. The B team sings Christmas carols. Bo Dallas messes, him, messes it up, which causes him to shove over a Christmas tree. And then we get the announcement. I, I don't want to say unceremonious, because it wasn't unceremonious. <laughs> it was... Santa Claus, a.k.a. Vince McMahon, waking up from a nap. And Vince says, hey, by the way, John Cena's coming back. John Cena, who said, I'm not coming back to TV. Yeah, he was. Come on. You, you really, you're going to stay off TV before the Royal Rumble? And no, you're not, John. You've been gone all year. Haven't done much of Raw. Haven't done much of SmackDown. Need you for WrestleMania season. Okay. Apparently, uh, He's going to have his uh, cop haircut, too. I don't mean like an actual cop. I mean like someone who will tattle on you. But then Vince McMahon announces women's tag team titles. Long overdue. In the video that I, I posted, I mentioned that they wasted Sasha Banks and Bayley's 2018. And that's a shame. They should have had a match at WrestleMania. They could have made up and 
worked something out before between now and then, they have wasted Sasha Banks and Bailey for a full year preparing for this announcement. Why? You could have had a hot match for WrestleMania, SummerSlam, or Evolution. Amazing. I do like that WWE sprinkled stuff like this into the show, though. That way, we didn't just get a show that could have been missed. This news dropped, and it was news. I I was planning on not doing anything Christmas Eve, wrestling-related, and then that dropped, and I was like, okay, I got to do a quick video on it. Got a lot of reaction. It's something that people have asked for. It's something people have wanted. I've said this before, and I'll say it again. The titles need to be floating titles. If you look at the roster right now, you have several teams. Now, I'm not of the belief, much like uh, like Alex is, where if they're on one brand, the other brand has to be, oh, who's going to get it next type of thing. I'm not, I'm not into that. But on the SmackDown roster, you have Asuka and maybe Naomi. You have Sonya and Mandy, the Absolution team. You have the Iconics. So you have two heel teams over there. Over on Raw, you have Tamina and Nia Jax, a heel team. You have the Riot Squad, a heel team. Alicia Fox and Mickey James, a heel team. Sasha Banks and Bailey, a babyface team. And that's really it. Over in NXT, you have the Horsewomen. You could probably easily pair EO and Kyrie. They would love to have another jumping bomb angels. If you haven't ever seen the Royal Rumble 88, when I posted a tweet of the video a while back and the reaction in which the jumping bomb angels got when they won was just amazing. And you could pair a couple girls up there. You could always pair up a couple girls that are in NXT UK. You got a lot of girls there. No reason you can't have floating titles. There's no reason you can't put those titles on a Becky Lynch and Sasha Banks then have them show up in NXT. Imagine the buzz it would get if they showed up in NXT and defended those titles. It would be great. It would be an amazing pop at Full Sail University. It would be a good moment. It'd be something, a crowd-pleasing moment. That's what you got to look for. Dana Brooke, Mickey James, and Alicia Fox lose to Sasha Banks, Bailey, and Ember Moon. This was a time killer match, and Alicia Fox uh, hit Fo- or uh, Ember Moon hit Alicia Fox with an eclipse. Bailey tagged in, got Mickey James with the Bailey to Belly off of the bank statement. Really good. I like the finish. Well worked. It was it was a filler match. That's what it was. I do think that <laughs> Bailey and Sasha's uh, hardcore or not hardcore Holly. They're Bob Holly outfits are very I mean good I'm glad they're they're dressing alike I'm real pumped for these tag titles though I hope they get debuted at Wrestlemania I hope a tournament happens that culminates at Wrestlemania the riot squad hit the ring to attack Bailey and Sasha and Ember after and I love that Michael Cole goes the riot squad have had enough and Graves goes they just got here Paul Heyman sings a song, but he's interrupted by Braun Strowman, who puts a Rudolph nose on him. Says that Brock Lesnar is going to get these hands at the Royal Rumble, and he will be healed. 
Alexa Bliss says she doesn't need anything from Santa because she's perfect, but wants some, to give some gift to the other women. Tyler Breeze wishes Fandango a speedy recovery and tickets to a concert. And then we had uh, the Raw Women's Title match. Uh, man, every time I see Ronda work, she just does something. She's got those natural instincts, man, that shooters have. Those natural instincts to pin your shoulders to the mat or submit you. That's why so many MMA fighters, amateur wrestlers, grapplers can easily transition. All you got to do is say, hey, go in there and treat it like you're trying to beat me. Let up a little bit. I, I can't tell you how many times. Can't tell you how many times we were stuck on indie shows with too few people and we had to grab somebody for a battle royal and be like, hey, listen, stick to, to chops and stuff like that. And it'd be an MMA guy and they would just transition. Had a had a guy by the name of John Kessel. We were in a bind and somebody's tag team partner had dropped out a week before. He filled in. That MMA experience came into play natural. You look for the pin, you look for the submission, you look for transitions in and out of stuff. You let the other person follow your lead or you follow their lead. And it just works with Ronda Rousey. Also, it helps that Natalia, um, Natalia also worked that too. Now, this was a lot slower than some of the, some of the other Ronda Rousey matches. And I think you need that. Ronda Rousey needed the experience of a slow-paced match. Uh, Sleeping Angels, I, I see you mentioned that in the in the live chat. Really, really, really like this and like the the transitions in and out of everything that Ronda Rousey does. She is nine months in, and it is unbelievable. I liked when Natalia, as corny as it was, because Natalia is corny, but she is a sweetheart. She goes, you all like Ronda? I like her too. There was never a heel turn that, that many expected. There was never a Bobby Roode heel turn that people expected. We all saw it coming from miles away, but it, it didn't. It didn't happen, and I like that. If things are predictable, switch them up or don't do them. Move on and do something else. Somebody says, "Jumping bomb angels." You did your homework. How old were you? Like five? I was two, but we did the Royal Rumble nineteen eighty eight as a retro review, which drops next week. I think on FightfulSelect.com. Subscribe now. Ronda Rousey retains the title. Dean Ambrose says that he wants to wish uh, Seth Rollins good luck in his match tonight and got the, t- the the gift he deserved in the IC title. So the Singh brothers attacked Heath Slater to cause the DQ in the match against Jinder Mahal. The, there was no story to that. The story to this was... Santa Claus showing up and attacking Jinder Mahal and the Singh brothers, which led to a gore. It was Rhino. Glad to see him. We see the Ascension, Apollo Crews, Kurt Angle, B-Team again. Lots of people making their Christmas wishes. We finish off with a Seth Rollins versus Baron Corbin match, which, you know, Seth is... Good, and Baron's just fine, too. And when Baron's in there with a guy like Seth, it's usually pretty good. That's what this match was. You can tell that they peaked this show around hour two because if you missed all of hour three, if you missed everything past the Rousey-Natalia match, you didn't miss anything. You didn't miss anything. 
Didn't need it. Then we got SmackDown Live tonight. This was another show that I just thought was completely harmless show. Sorry I keep doing this with my hair, guys. I guess I could just brush it for you guys, right? That There's my Christmas gift to you guys. You get to see it live in action. SmackDown Live tonight was a show that I started watching at 8.38, and I caught up by about 9.15, 9.20. But it was, what I said, a harmless show. A harmless show. R-Truth and Carmella came out dressed as Santa and an elf. I love these two together. Two people who make the, the most out of anything they can do, especially Carmella. If you guys remember, Carmella was the piece that was shoehorned into the Enzo and Cass act that at the time, I don't want to speak for everybody, but at the time, a lot of people were saying, oh, they're just trying to force her in. They're trying to find a spot for her in there. They're trying to find, they're trying to find a way to, to just get her on TV. They're trying to get her some heat, some reaction uh, based on, they're trying to give her the rub off Enzo and Cass. And when all is said and done, and probably by now, out of all three members of that team, Carmella is the most successful, will, and probably has already made the most money out of all three of them, and is the most reliable, and it's, man, dare I say the most entertaining, because Enzo was a very entertaining character. Regardless of what I think of some of his antics, man, the guy was entertaining, but Carmella, man, she finds a way to make the best of everything. And she had some kind of 2018. She had a great year. Uh, Dare I say the 12 months that she had between winning Money in the Bank to losing the women's title was uh, just, it was perfect for her. And it gives her credibility forevermore because she was that champion. I have a lot of respect for Carmella and what she was able to do with what she was given and the situation that she was put in. And she could have went down the same path as both of those guys who got fired for various reasons. And even if they didn't get fired for those reasons, were probably well on their way to getting fired for other reasons. And she not only didn't do that, but she separated herself from that situation and made the most of herself. Uh, Carmella had an awesome... Say goodbye your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. 2018 Daniel Bryan comes out (laughs) Daniel Bryan man uh, you all probably heard me talk about how bad you people promos are for years now 
not the last year or so, because up until Dana Bryan and Dean Ambrose did them, they didn't exist after the Jinder Mahal thing. They really stopped that after he drove them into the ground. And Dean Ambrose's are terrible. Daniel Bryan keeps doing things that nobody thinks that he could be able to do, and he does it so great. And when I say nobody, I mean me. I didn't know if there was anybody who could make a You People promo work in 2018 going into 2019. And he did it. He's done it, and it's great, and it's entertaining, and it's fun. But he's such a smarmy jackass about it that it gets that heat. Daniel Bryan as a heel was the right move, and he pushed for it. He knew. He knew it was the right move for him. Awesome stuff. Somebody says, hey, SRS, put your guitar on a stand. It's not a good look for the neck and uh, messes up the tuning. Uh, That is a Jeff Jarrett laser engraved guitar. That thing will never be tuned. I will never play it. Uh, It is a very, 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 very tip-top subscriber tier. Uh, (laughs) Let me show you. So... On FightfulSelect.com, we have some outrageous tiers as well. One of which is mainly a sponsored tier. You know, they have like sponsor shows or sponsor stuff for New Japan where you go to dinners and stuff. We have a one-time $5,000 tier where you're flown to Toronto. You'll be on the list in your boy with me and Jimmy. You get a six-month sponsorship on all of our Fightful shows, which uh, is a ton of ton of uh, stuff. You also get access to all the, the previous stuff and you get that Jarrett laser engraved guitar. You get uh, a life-size cutout of yourself. You have a custom ring entrance announcement from Justin Roberts. Uh, just a ton of stuff. You're, you appear on other podcasts. So I, I don't care what that... Nobody's going to get that tier. Except maybe, maybe the head of Blue Chew will want to do it. That guitar ain't going nowhere. That guitar's going to be here forever. Somebody says, will you explain the rest of the stuff in your room? I I will after the SmackDown review. I'll explain the significance of everything in this room that you all see right now. Mustafa Ali and Andrade seeing almost. Come on, you knew this was going to be good. We all did. This was filmed about 45 minutes after the scary moment last week in which Daniel Bryan was taken back to the trainer room. Just good stuff, man. Almost with that back elbow. I am a fan. Almost with those knees in the corner. I am a fan. I really enjoy it. Mustafa Ali is a great person to add to this roster. It was. I, I love the satellite DDT that he does as well. Zelina is such an important part of the Andrade Cien Almas act. That, that's a hire that I didn't think a lot of people were clamoring for. Picking up, picking her up, not a lot of people were clamoring for it. She didn't wrestle that much. Damn, has she been such an important part of Andrade Cien Almas when he's on TV. And got herself some matches on top of that. 0-5-4 gets the win, and I liked it. It, it hit cleanly. So you show Vince McMahon, okay, here it is. I can do this move. Usos and uh, the Good Brothers defeated the Bar Insanity. Highlight of this match for me, besides Gallows and Anderson winning. I mean, I had heard that Anderson had told his kids WWE is in an offseason while he was off TV for three months. I mean, that's how sad that situation is. 
Glad Gallows and Anderson got this win. They needed it. They needed it. You got to put these guys on TV. I'll tell you a funny story, uh, or not a funny story, but a neat story in a moment as well. Highlight of this match for me, Alexander Wolf. If you ever hear us on NXT podcasts say the Alexander Wolf performance, we're talking about the Alexander Wolf performance uh, on NXT TakeOver where we thought he was going to drag the match down, not drag the match down, but hold the match back, and he was the star of the match. That is the Alexander Wolf performance, and he will forever be enshrined in Fightful history as a result for having a breakout performance on one single night that made you stand up and say, wow, can't wait to see that guy work anytime you see him work. He did a great standing moonsault. That Josh Barnett-looking son of a bitch. I'd love to see them just have a mirror match and mime each other. So the Gallows and Anderson uh, thing on WWE Network, it is an obvious playoff of Botchamania, but I think it's different enough. Botchamania, the guy Matthew who does it, and everybody here has seen Botchamania. If you haven't, check it out. It's funny. It's lighthearted. Covers botches in pro wrestling. But this has a lot of Carl Anderson and Luke Gallows reacting to it. It's way different than Botchamania in that regard. And a lot of people saying, oh, it's going to kill off Botchamania. Ain't nothing killing off Botchamania. If anything, you're going to have more people trying to find Botchamania now. And they should. Support Matthew's work. He is an, a YouTube OG. Uh, a, one of the reasons, even though he's not done post shows like this, one of the reasons this platform and pro wrestling is so successful. Please support his work if you don't already. But three months ago, I put a column in the can. And if you're a Fightful Select subscriber, you saw it back then, where I pitched ideas for the WWE Network. It is up on Fightful.com now. I posted it after the announcement of the new shows. One of those shows was Gallows and Anderson in uh, the role of Josh Matthews and Road Dog from Are You Serious a few years ago. And this is basically the same thing. They're having fun, making fun of some stuff. It was good stuff. Uh, WDB is trying to end Botchamania. It's possible. It certainly is possible. But thing is, Botchamania could exist without WWE work. Miz cut an unbelievably fire promo. Oh, my God. He has Shane McMahon out there, and Shane McMahon's like, why do you want to be on my team so bad? And Miz cuts this just amazing, heartfelt, emotional promo about despite all the things that he's accomplished, all the things he thinks he's been through, main eventing WrestleMania, Multiple time, or not multiple time, but a former WWE champion. Multiple time United States champion. Two times. Eight time Intercontinental champion. He's held tag titles four, six times. I don't know how many times. A ton. Money in the bank. Triple crown. Grand slam. Slammy awards. All that stuff. I mean, he's, he's done amazing things. But he says his dad has never said, I'm proud of you. If you've ever watched... Total Divas or Miz and Mrs. That's consistent. Like Miz will be with his dad at parties, and his dad will say, "Yeah, The Rock's my favorite wrestler." Still is. I'm like, damn man. They bring up the Miz and WrestleMania, and how his dad said, "Well, you should thank The Rock for that." Ooh, that was good and heartfelt. 
And his dad points out that high flyers like Rey Mysterio and Shane McMahon are popular and that if they were to be a tag tag team, Shane McMahon and the Miz, that, boy, he would be proud of that. They could be the greatest tag team in WWE, and he would be proud of that. Goddamn, you want want to make me believe something like that? This is supported by historical footage that I have seen on other shows. The Miz delivered it perfectly. Shane McMahon reacted great. There doesn't have to be a title involved. There doesn't have to be money involved. And it is not easy to do that. To get me who I've watched wrestling for like 30 or 28 years now. No title, no stakes, no money. Nothing really on the line. Oh, but man, does he care. That was a good one. That was a real good one. And we've heard The Miz say in interviews recently that he believes that he's starting to get the respect that he deserves or people are starting to respect him. Now, I don't know if he's just saying that because he's got more of a babyface run now or if that's really how he feels. But as far as I'm concerned, it was about 2016 when I saw the damn near unanimous respect for The Miz and he had earned it well before that. This was a guy who, he did have the easier way in. He was on The Real World. He was on MTV. He was on a show like that. But he went and worked in UPW. And then he went to Deep South Wrestling. And he had he he got on Tough Enough and all that stuff. But he put his licks in. He worked as a tag wrestler. Then he worked as a mid-card wrestler. Then he became a main eventer. And did he get that a little soon? Yeah, sure. But he held his own. He had the miserable babyface run that I was afraid was going to end his career. I really thought when they tried to make him generic Ric Flair that it was going to ruin his career because that doesn't work. Somebody else playing Ric Flair does not work for anybody but Charlotte Flair and maybe Paul Lee. But I've respected The Miz for a very, very long time for his work, for his ability. I mean, his work ethic is unmatched. And anybody who doesn't see that, I don't know what they're looking for. I mean, you're going to have some people who just hate everything a guy does irrationally, and that's okay. Some people want to completely lose themselves in the work, and that's fine. The Miz deserves unmeasurable levels of respect for the commitment he's put in. Did you notice him taking any time off after he had his kid? Because I sure didn't. No. He was involved in some major storylines. And he was filming a reality show. He was doing all that. So much respect to the Miz. This was an awesome segment. Jeff Hardy and Samoa Joe. (laughs) Samoa Joe won via disqualification. Kind of like this, but Joe's got to get him some wins. Joe's got to get on a winning streak, man. Jeff's been hitting that whisper in the wind. I've been mentioning this. But... Jeff's been rolling off the shoulders and backs of people when he does the whisper in the wind. And outside, he beat on Joe until the referee called for the bell. He was throwing knees up against that that barricade. (laughs) That's good stuff. That's something you don't expect out of Jeff. You got to keep him interesting, too. I still think the real best use of Jeff Hardy is in a tag team. But I guess you're trying to get as much out of him as you can. You signed him to the deal. He's about two years in. It doesn't seem like he is, but he is. United States Championship match. 
Boy, was this a slapper. This is how, how I said WWE sprinkled some some really interesting stuff into the show to make people want to watch it. This made me want to watch it. Great work between these two. They were laying it in. Nakamura's gear is freaking hilarious. It is so funny. Some of the transitions uh, into the triangle choke were really good. Not big on the kicks from these guys that we saw tonight, though. The single leg drop kicks, the spinning heel kicks. That was my one bugaboo for this match. (laughs) But uh, I like the integration of being Shinsuke sending Rusev into the steps and the announce table. Hitting the jumping knee drop off the apron. Rusev caught Nakamura with the Machka kick. You got a This Is Awesome chant after these people had sat through another SmackDown before this. Oh boy. That's good news, right? That is good news. <laughs> Rusev counters uh, another Kinshasa and turns in Nakamura inside out with a lariat. Machka kick for the pin and the win. Rusev. Your new United States champion, newish. As Permanent Press says in the live chat, this was pay-per-view quality. you damn right it was. If I were to give this a, a match rating, it would have been a 7 out of 10, which is a great match on my scale. Ooh, this was fun, man. Rusev, I think, is, is good. Uh, I don't know. I'm trying to find out if Nakamura has signed a new deal. Hard to find stuff out like that over the Christmas break, but this is a long time coming for Rusev. He needed this. There's a lot of people that are being rehabbed. This was an all babyface show again. The night before was too. You had non. I, I don't want nonstop babyfaces. I don't want everything being won by babyfaces. And babyfaces won everything on this show outside of the Daniel Bryan thing. Daniel Bryan beat up R-Truth, and that was that. But Babyfaces did all the winning on this. And then you you look over at Raw. Elias beat Bobby Lashley. You had Rudin Gable beating The Revival. You had Balor winning. You had Ronda Rousey winning. She was a Babyface, too. But you had the Babyface team win. You had Rollins winning. It was all Babyface this week, and that's okay. It's Christmas week. I get it. Can't be like that all the time, though. It's going to get boring. It's going to get stale. Got to mix Got to mix it up. Got to mix it up. So after all this, we had a pre-tape. Well, it's all pre-taped, but live crowd didn't see this. Every time Vince McMahon gets physical on an angle, I think it's going to be the last physical angle that he ever does. What unfolded was very funny. <laughs> He asks AJ Styles who he is. And then AJ reminds him who he is. And then Vince says, I want to see that animal. I want to see that animal. Give me that animal. If you have watched Being the Elite, you know this segment. This is the Young Bucks telling Flip Gordon, we want you to grab that imaginary brass ring. And then when Flip does something and they're like, no, that's not good enough. Flip Gordon kicks him, kicks them. And they go, yeah. I like that. Well, AJ hits Vince. And Vince goes, yeah, that's what I'm talking about. Vince did the same thing, which I am pretty sure that the Young Bucks doing that, and this is my estimation, this isn't a report. I don't talk to the Young Bucks. But I'm pretty sure 
that's like a figurative <laughs> parody of the Vince McMahon attitude in general, which is kind of funny. It's parody on parody. Vince McMahon down there. Ah, yeah. I love it. As we say, good shit, pal. You guys are still in the holiday mood. Maybe you got some gift cards. Head over to ProWrestlingTees.com slash Fightful. We got lots of designs up there for you. What we also have for you is a SmackDown podcast every single Tuesday. Right after SmackDown Live. 10.05 p.m. Eastern. We are the only major wrestling website. Really, the only wrestling website, I think, period, that has been here live after every episode of SmackDown Live since uh, the brand split. The only one. And we will be here every single Tuesday night. And then in October, we will be here every single Friday night. You better believe I'm not excited about losing my Friday nights. But this is my job. I treat it like it. And I love hanging out with you guys regardless of what night it is. We will be here on Friday nights as well when other places probably won't be. Leave us a thumbs up on this video, by the way. We're not done with this podcast. Somebody said they wanted me to explain everything in this room. So I'm gonna. Uh, Before we get into that, though, I want to say, hey, you probably got a bunch of money for Christmas. You might not know what to do with it. Fortunately, our friends at onyourown.org slash Fightful can help you. Onyourown.org slash Fightful is a personal finance blog that provides free and unbiased info that anyone can understand. I know there are thousands of financial blogs and websites, but you don't always know which one to trust. But onyourown.org slash Fightful will be there as a helpful guide and your biggest supporter. Onyourown.org slash Fightful uh, has blog articles written by personal finance experts from the NEFE. That is the National Endowment for Financial Education. They are the largest nonprofit financial organization uh, that is uh, dedicated to inspiring and helping financial decision-making for individuals and families. They cover such a wide range of topics. If you want to know what kind of credit card to pick up, what happens when you, uh, whenever your identity gets stolen, they got that for you. How to start investing, they got that too. Something that I'm looking forward to doing as I am uh, moving towards buying a house in the future. Onyourown.org has a lot of advice for that as well. Make sure you all go there. It is is a fantastic resource. They are on Twitter at N-E-F-E underscore dot org. Go over to onyourown.org slash Fightful. This is completely free, by the way. I'm not pushing you all on something you got to pay for. Absolutely free on your own.org slash fightful. Check it out. I want to thank them for uh, supporting us as well. So let's see. The couch. It's a couch. What am I going to tell you? The Toronto gimmick up there. I A lot of people think I'm from Canada when they first watched this show. I don't know why because of the accent. I picked that up during my first trip to Toronto. This. <laughs> so. My wife and I are big fans of Pineapple Express. We are, in fact, not regular smokers of marijuana, but we had our wedding at an opera house in uh, Maysville, Kentucky, and we love historical things about Maysville, Kentucky. It was also the site of where George Clooney had the movie Leatherheads premiered. There's a lot of movie posters up there. We wanted to keep in the theme of that, so we had some mock movie posters made up, 
and that was one that we put up for our wedding. This is a WrestleMania 17 poster. I did not go to WrestleMania 17. However, it being one of the most famous events, my cousin Travis, who is actually a regular watcher of the show, one of the people who got me into MMA, got that for me for Christmas. I think it was last year. That is an awesome gift. Up above, I have a wooden cutout of a, the state of Kentucky and a maple leaf full of maple syrup that I got in Canada as well. Stone Osborne says, you don't have much of an accent anymore, SRS. So here's the thing. When I did the Fightful Report podcast and Fightful Select this week, it picked up my camera audio instead of my microphone audio, and boy, could you hear it then. Uh, If you go back and you hear some of the stuff I did for Bill After in like 2010, boy, was it thick. And I talk slow now, but I talked way slower then. Uh, Rest of the stuff in here. That is a Starcade seat that I got for being at Starcade. Laser engraved guitar. Bought that for $30 in TNA shop. This is all wrestling and MMA DVDs and Blu-rays, with the exception of some PS4 games there. That is a globe. I have had it since I was a child. That that I am pointing at right there should not be out. That is one of the weights to <laughs> my power blocks. It's a, a set of dumbbells that has adjustable weight. Right there is a fantasy football championship ring, which, you know, I got to brag about. I got to brag about. I won the Fightful Select Fantasy Football Championship this year. Maybe I should get a belt. 18 teams in that league. I want to go for 30 next year. I had somebody say, we had too many teams. No, there are never too many teams for fantasy football. I win. This is a third place medal from a regional submission wrestling tournament. I think I medaled that at, with that one at welterweight. Yeah, welterweight. After my kidneys almost shut down trying to make it to 149.9. This is a championship won at an indie promotion. It's a very common replica belt. You can't see it, but it is actually like it's it's one of those mass-made replicas and it's starting to just uh, it, it it it's not in good shape. It's not in good shape and I probably haven't taken good care of it, but the last time they had me show up and defend that, I think, was 2016. This is a tag team championship from that same company. And I think 2015, maybe 2016 was the last time they had us defend those as well. So, I mean, they have not had any events since then. But uh, so uh, those are those are sticking here. They I asked if they wanted to send them back. They told me to keep them. There you go. Uh, the Tyson Ali poster, I found that at a Peddler's Mall. I just thought it was cool. These are pictures of Maysville, Kentucky, uh, my hometown, which I adore immensely. Uh, Darius Miller, the New Orleans Pelicans, is from there. Heather Henry, who was Miss America, is from there. The Clooney family, George Clooney, from that area. There's a girl from The Voice who's from our area, also Chris Lofton. Tennessee basketball fame is up there. This one over here is an NXT live event poster for Highland Heights. If there's a live event poster and it's local to me, I'm going to get it. I'm going to get it. Guys, thank you all so much for being here. It's Christmas night and we still did uh, a lot of, uh, we did good numbers. We did very good numbers. 
Joseph Farley asked when you put in that traffic school certificate up on the wall. Those were the easiest, dumbest questions I have ever answered. I'm embarrassed that I got a question wrong, to be honest with you. Wednesday, 3 p.m. Eastern, Fightful's Funniest Moments of 2018. Hopefully, I did a good job editing because I'll be here live watching it with you guys. 10 p.m. Eastern, join us Wednesday night. Me, Jeff, Warren, anybody else that wants to join us from Select or in the media can join us. We're just going to spout off, hey, maybe we'll have the best guitar shot of 2018. Lots of fun stuff. Lots of serious stuff. Join us, my friends. Thank you guys so much. Leave me a thumbs up. Subscribe. Get the word out about Fightful. There's a lot of promotions out there. A lot of uh, YouTube channels that just pirate stuff that have more subscribers than us. Help us out. We're doing things the right way. Don't make us pirate stuff. We're out. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. It's lunchtime at Tim Hortons, and we're serving up a special deal just for you. Our new $5.99 lunch deal includes your choice of any lunch sandwich and a side of crunchy kettle chips. Because what's lunch without a little crunch? And the sandwich choice is all yours. Like a ham and Swiss, Chipotle chicken wrap, BLT, and more. Made to order just the way you like it. Tim Hortons' new lunch deal. Simple, delicious, and just $5.99. Now that's a good deal. Only at your neighborhood Tim's. U.S. only. Price and participation vary. Terms apply.